0: This is the Agile Thoughts Podcast, and I'm Lance Kind. This is the series with Lee Ackerman and Sunil Srivastava about rolling out test-driven development in an entire enterprise with only one technical coach.
1: Thanks, Lance. Uh, Lee Ackerman, consultant by trade, I like to joke, I see myself as a digital ecologist of late and just really trying to look at the the larger ecosystem and how things fit together. And whether it's agile, DevOps, my current day-to-day, we're actually launching a digital studio, which I'm excited about, but kind of across all of these threads is a focus and passion on learning and digital learning and how we use technology and thoughtfulness to help people learn and succeed because things are changing faster than ever.
2: Thanks, Lance. Uh, My name is Sunil Srivastava.
0: The inciting Incident is about the SVP. So what convinced him about TDD?
2: The result that we were able to share at the end of the first quarter, wherein for these teams, the fallout rates, the the defect escape rate went to zero. And uh, code quality in the sense that code coverage improved dramatically. Team members were able to, were looking, were taking more ownership and they were much more happier about the effort that they were doing. There was less rework. So, those were some of those things, along with getting alignment with larger org. Those were the key criteria which sold the SVP that, yes, this is worthwhile and we are going to go ahead and roll out this to the entire org asset.
1: So, Neil, I'm trying to interpret some things as well. So, you know, I think there was very much the business driver, right? Like you mentioned the speed to market and, you know, we, we just need to get new capabilities out there. And when we introduce something new, it shouldn't break something else. Like th- there were some of those technical debt challenges. And so there was very practical, you know, moment of need type of drivers. But when, when I debriefed with the SVP, it, it also felt like there was some views on legacy, I remember him talking about being close and inspired by technology leaders and how they work and the results they saw and aspired towards having that same type of capability. And so I think there there was a little bit of both of, hey, this is pain for us right now. We need to fix this. And also, this is where we want to be. You know, we have a vision for the kind of company we want to be. And I think in turn, the kind of group that he wanted to build and a little bit of legacy and ambition that went along with, hey, we think this is the right path. This is good for the company, and this is good for us.
2: Absolutely. I totally agree on that. Yes. Looking at, you you do want to build and better your organization. You want to have where your team members, and you are able to say that we improved and we, we, we made it better than what it was before. So absolutely, that was another of the I think one of the major drivers, and that is why they went above and beyond in trying to build this great team and the great org and bring in these practices.
0: Let's talk about the problem with the what was tried at the first attempt and then um, what were the results?
1: I'll take the first stab and then Sunil can correct me. <laughs> no, no, you go, ahead. Yeah, I think you are much more, You are that part to get it So go ahead. <laughs> So our our largest cohort of developers was on the Java platform, and so a, a couple of groups were identified as candidates to go through initial training. A few days of training, looking at basics of TDD, JUnit, some mocking strategies, etc. And Clearly biased, it, it, it was really good content, but at the end of the day, the, the, it's, it's challenging. TDD is not just, hey, a, a little bit of code, you're really asking people to think different. What does success look like? What if it takes me a little longer to get this feature out? What does success look like for me? What is my manager asking me to do in their expectations? And as Sunil mentioned, we we, we got to managers as well, but you know, it, it doesn't all happen at the same time and people don't get it all at the same speed. And it, it can be kind of challenging to come out of training and say, hey, I learned all this cool stuff. And the first answer is, yeah, but go do this. Or, you know, you missed a couple days of work. You know, you got stuff that needs to get done. And it's like, well, wait a minute. I need this stuff to kind of ferment a little bit and start to populate in my brain and start changing my habits. And I might need a little support here. And I, I don't know about you, but if I go back to my, to my day job, right, that, that's still kind of hard. Right. I'm I'm a little bit fragile at the moment. You know, my, my brain's been twisted in a way and I'm being asked to do something different that I'm not maybe entirely comfortable with yet. But I know how to do what I know how to do. And so, you know, do you do you take the hit and say, you know what, I'm gonna fumble and go a little slower for a bit, or do do I do what I already know how to do and everybody said I do a good job. And so there there's only so far you can get with in classroom training. And we did a lot of the right things. I'll say we had a good instructor. Uh-huh. Uh,
2: <laughs> and, you know,
1: connected with people, we had good discussions, and it was probably like a 50-50 split of discussion lecture and doing, where there was a lot of doing and programming. But it, it takes time, and it takes some patience. And a couple of things that jump out at me is, is I think about questions that popped up or discussions. Some little sidebar things or things that come up at the end of class. There, there was one where uh, I was talking to one of the students, and we're, we're talking about moving forward as as we got through materials, you know, or maybe halfway through or whatever and having a break. And he's asking me about, you know, the path forward, and maybe they'll just pull people out of QA, and they'll write the test for the developers, and and it's like that sounds awesome <laughs> sign me up and it's like you know maybe we're not quite connecting yet and you know taking a step back and talking a little more but like it's a big change right like we we all want it to be better and we want the test cases and we want the coverage and to have the impact and we're leveraging what we know and so you know it's it's trying to build a new model of how you're going to work and so you know it's chipping away and i i don't know that we chipped away enough right because i think there were still some pilots where that was tried And similarly, um, the the other story that sticks with me is Sunil actually joined us at the end of one session, and we did a bit of a retrospective, essentially. What did we learn? What went well? You know, what would you like to share about you learned or how you would apply this? One of my really bright, well, they're all really bright students. Um, This one lady shares, you know, this was really great, learned a lot, you know, the test, and I see how it fits. And when I think about how we start, once we get perfect requirements, then we'll start doing this. And my heart sank a little bit what you don't get perfect yeah, requirements and it's like yes all the ambiguity has, has been removed you can now go and create your tests and again it's just we're getting there we're chipping away but you know just in that short time frame there's there so much backstory and habits and thinking that's been developed right they're professional in their careers they've been through university they've worked there for years and they've succeeded and now you're saying you know what that's just not quite the right way now And so just further time was needed, further support and different ways to stretch out the practice are some of the things that jumped out at me from how the first couple attempts went and, and some of the feedback I received. Sunil, do you have some thoughts on what you saw?
2: Absolutely. this You know, like the, the culture change, or the mindset change, you know, like think different. That was one of the key things that jumped out during the first cohort training. Coming from an uh, Agile background, I you know and have been practicing at, at earlier in other places, that was not so much of a kind of given for, for somebody like me, but talking to the team members and the practices they had, plus this the legacy process of having QAs on the team where they do a certain amount of work, so this whole paradigm of understanding of how they were doing and how we were expecting things to be done or how we are kind of sharing how things would be done, that kind of threw many people off the loop, right? I think that is where they are getting proper requirements. Was still there that was one of the biggest i think roadblocks we continue to have to address and change that you know you will not get this hundred percent done requirement for the vrd and those kind of things which we did continue to address going on but yes that was one of the big points to stand out and for us to start actively addressing that issue and the aspect that we will be doing things a bit differently going forward and these are things that you have to think differently. I think the mindset change, the culture change was a big part of this effort.
1: You know, as I think about that and the approach we took and there's some agileness in here or some leanness, I'm gonna say, and you guys can call me on this, but just there was an experiment. And so we thought we'd work the couple groups, execute the class, measure, get feedback. How long was that class? Was it three days,
2: Sunil? I think it was. Well, the class became you know, three days later on, but I think initially it was, we spent almost, like, I think, a week with them. I think it was three days. Okay. I think it was around right.
1: there. It was a few days. I kept saying a few. Let's stick with, I think it was three. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Their managers would never let them go for a week, I would think.
2: <laughs> no, because the managers were also there to part of this process. Managers, some of the key managers were also there. i think three to five days maybe maybe that that way
1: and and so cindy where i was going to go was you know as an experiment you know we worked a couple groups investment was made and the hypothesis was with a good class trying with folks we'll see an improvement and we'll measure and and look at the impact and what came back was well we're not seeing enough impact
0: what was the measurement period there for the uh, to measure impact
1: um Oh boy, uh,
0: here let me just let me explain the whole frame and see if it's right. So you, you do the training yeah. for three days, plus a couple more days to talk to leadership, and then they say, "Great, we're going to try this for a while, and then measure the impact
1: and feedback." So I'm going to say feedback and some impact. And you know, Sunil, I want to say there was like a couple of months there where the the teams had an opportunity to take this back and and apply.
2: Initially, yes, initially. So first, I think after the immediate training, and they and they went away, right? You know, they got the training, and the teams went back to trying to adopt and practice it. With everything else that was happening, like you know, again, the common things that often you see in this transformation and changes come up, like uh, product teams, business side saying, "No, we need to get this. We have these timelines to meet, and all those things." So the teams initially went back to business as usual. They were doing again the same exact same things they were doing, and that was not giving the results that we were looking for. So that is where at initial first month, we didn't see any much of a month, or month and a half, we didn't see much of a change because of those reasons that teams were, after the training, practice was not happening. I believe that is where the coaching aspects came in that we have to, again, work with the teams to, make it much more immersive, much more consistent, and also coach them and work with them so that it is being practiced as we go along. Once we started working with them to make sure that it was being practiced effectively, then we started seeing the change in the teams.
0: What was that to begin? What was was the change there? You said once we did something, then we started seeing the change?
2: Once we started having more coaching and more active engagement, Uh, then we started seeing the, the code quality improve, the test coverage improve their understanding improved because initially it was, we trained them and we then let them go back and start, even uh, Lee was mentioning that initially, how do they apply to their work? We taught them theory, right? This is how you do it in a classroom setting in an ideal scenario, but once you go back, how do you adopt that and use that in your daily work? That was something which was missing in the initial process.
0: Are you interested in getting your organization to adopt test-driven development? Do you wonder what TDD is and would like an introduction as to what value it brings you? Are you a developer who does TDD, but are frustrated by trying to get your management to understand why it's a valuable thing? Go ahead and go on to Google and search for TDD gurus webinar and see when the next TDD webinar is scheduled for and go check it out. We've got some super delicious goodies in the show notes. If you got a podcast player, just pull them up. It's quite simple. If you're using your PC, go back to the webpage where you downloaded this episode and you will find the notes right there on the webpage. What's in the notes? There's a link to Lee Ackerman's paper about this experience of scaling tech coaching and how it was discovered through sensing and probing. There are also several links to some past Agile Thoughts episodes about TDD Gurus, the system for scaling tech coaching, and about test-driven development in general. So if you're a manager or a developer or some any kind of development team member, you will be interested in, in those. And there's our world-famous, yes, seriously, folks, world-famous test-driven development audio drama. Check it out. And... It's been translated into Mandarin, and it's playing in China at this moment on Shimalaya FM and Li Zhih FM, as well as being available on the Mandarin edition of Agile Thoughts called Mianjie Li Nian. Next episode, more Sunil Srivastava, Lee Ackerman, and I talking about scaling tech coaching across this enterprise.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, and another experiment. It's like, okay, well, if we're not getting the results, let's try something different. And one, one approach could be, well, is it just the training itself? Is it just wasn't the right material, right instructor, right format, right flow, whatever? Like, what? There's so many variables. And yeah, another class was held and. It, it didn't move the needle where it needed to be either. That that wasn't the problem. There needed to be a bit of, I'll, I'll say a fundamental rethink, and, and Sunil's foreshadowing some of the things that got added where, okay, well, we tried this. We need to look at some different things. Let's look at some coaching in here as well, which which we had talked about, and now it seems like, hey, that, that wasn't enough. We do need to do more. Let, let's change how we invest,